Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Targeting. It's coming for your team. This is the Rich Eisen Show. After review, personal foul, targeting. It's going to happen to your team. Personal foul, targeting, receiving team. I don't like officiating. That's what's the word for it. Stinks. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up, Steelers receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. Host of the Right Time Podcast, Money Jones. Plus, actor Stephen Amell. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've got Bomani Jones of the Worldwide Leader in Sports on the 42nd anniversary of the uh, the birth of ESPN. He'll be joining us here in the middle of our program to talk about yesterday's, uh, uh, this past weekend's action uh, in college football and also with what uh, we're expecting to see in the NFL season that starts two days from now. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, just bo- uh, joined us uh, on the show. If you missed any of that, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Our phone lines are lit. It's football season, baby. Football. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a conversation with us. We'll take your phone calls at the AFC North. We'll be previewed this hour as well. Um, later on as well, if you're fantasy footballers, we'll talk about um, our draft, and maybe you could learn a little about your team that you've already drafted or a team that you're about to draft through our conundrum being ninth out of a 10-team snake draft. And um, uh, I, I should call Cantrell up and say, uh, what gives? I understand. I mean, come on. Well, we were second, we were second we overall We were second last year. Last year. We chose Saquon we totally Barkley. blew it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know, exactly. But uh, at any rate, that's the way that we're rolling here on this program. We do have, though, a, uh, a wide, wide receiver – and player of note on the phone line, getting ready to chat with us. Is he on the on the line? Yeah, he is. And joining us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line here on the Rich Eisen Show prior to his fifth year in the National Football League, courtesy of our friends at Snickers, Juju Smith-Schuster. How are you, Juju? I'm doing great. How are you? I can't believe it. You're, is this your fifth year? It was It was... 2017, when you came in with your bicycle and took over Pittsburgh, literally, is that how long it's been? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been it's been five years, man. Going to my fifth year, uh, and time time goes by so fast. Yeah, I can't believe it. Like a blink of an eye. Where is that bicycle? Do you still have the bike, Juju, from your rookie year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I like to say people are still trying to steal it. I got it locked up. <laughs> Storage. What do, you, what do you mean people are trying to take it? What? About your bike? Really? It's a bike. It's a famous bike because of the situation. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So you 
you don't bike around Pittsburgh anymore, do you? Or you do? Uh, I do. I do. I do. Uh, if, if it's nice outside, I'll, I'll bike around. Uh, okay. But I had multiple bikes since that incident. Yes, you're you're in your fifth year, Juju. Come on now, okay? You got you got time for more bikes. I I just can't believe it. How are you a different receiver now than when you first showed up out of uh, USC, Juju Smith-Schuster? Oh man, uh, honestly, mentally, uh, I became mentally stronger. Uh, being able to uh, look at defense differently. Uh, at first, you know, I used to go into the game and just play ball, and off the knowledge I just know, but. Over the past years of being able to, you know, dissect a defense, study uh, uh, individual players and stuff like that over the time of going against them, uh, you know, I've grown uh, uh, mentally, and I'll say above the, uh, above the shoulders. Above the shoulders, knowing, you know, where to be, your routes and things like that. That's what you're referring to. Are you- Yes, yes, yes. Did you see the comment by Brady that went all over the place on Twitter and Instagram and everything else about how you shouldn't depend on defensive players to protect you and the league is flagging him for hitting receivers where receivers shouldn't be because they don't know not to be there. They should know better with film study and quarterbacks should know not to lead them into that spot. Did you see all of that, Juju? Did they- yeah, 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 I saw that. What do you think of it? As a receiver in the NFL, what do you think of that? Uh, man, you, you would just say over the time and period of just football, the NFL, that you know it's becoming uh, something where you know it's more offensive sided, uh, just because they want to see more offensive score. You know, obviously, uh, it's more so it's sided to the offensive side. Like I said, quarterbacks are being it's being saved uh, multiple times. You know, uh, just because uh, you know the NFL wants to see offense. Sure. Score. They want to see points on the board. They want to see excitement. They want to see uh, uh, the game, you know, go on. It keeps, it keeps the people interested, you know. Uh, I think it's more so for sales in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, as a receiver, I think they're protecting us. I think over the time, you know, you got guys like, you know, Chopamalu, Ed Reed, guys who were just, you know, smashing guys left and right. Mm-hmm. Or now it's like if you get hit a certain way, oh, you're penalized and can possibly be kicked out of the game, and possibly can get kicked out for two following games. So it just all depends. Well, you've been you've been you've been flagged right for for hitting people. You've been flagged for that sort of oh, thing. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I I remember that that whole moment where where you were uh, it seemingly you know uh, striking a blow on behalf of all Steeler Nation against a Bengal that is. Uh, taken taken people out um throughout the years um so the only reason why i'm bringing this up again is just i I guess it kind of dovetails in not only with what you're here to talk about with snickers but what brady said too is just knowing knowing the game that receivers should know where to be schematically and if they don't they might stroll into a spot where they should know better because the defense has already not only shown itself on film but clearly pre-snap before the the moment where you're strolling into a spot where you're getting blown up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just uh, preparation, you know, running your route uh, throughout the week and, you know, preparing for that game. But then again, you know, there's times where, you know, you scramble and you you, you go into a spot where you don't know, you don't see that guy. And like you said, you know, the quarterback has to know that, hey, don't throw that because, you know, that person might be there. That person's coming downhill. But, at the end of the day, like I said, if it, it's just football. You know, I've known as football as, you know, just going out there play and um, all these new rules 
Uh, I get it. It protects us, and it is, it's protecting the game, protecting the quarterbacks. Um, but I think when you have guys, I mean, when you're paying uh, top-notch quarterbacks a lot of money uh, to play throughout the season, you know, people want to see that. So they're, they're protecting them, and um, if that's like their way of the rules, then we just got to play like it because, you know, they're making it. Juju Smith-Schuster here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, why'd you stay in Pittsburgh? Why'd you stay put this offseason? Oh, playing with, you know, Big Ben. Obviously, being able to, you know, I know, I know my head coach. They know me. They know my body. Uh, they know what I'm dealing with. And also just, you know, having to play my receiver, having my receiver coach again, and it just makes life a lot easier. You know, um, staying with a team where, you know, they, they utilize you, they know you, and being able to put the numbers I want to put up the shoes, you know, as it's point blank simple. Well, when you say that, you know, you know your coach, your coach knows you, tell me about Tomlin, your relationship with him what you uh, and, and, and the player that you are now entering your fifth year, how he's had a role in that, Juju. Yeah, man, he has a huge role. Uh, I remember, like, you know, like it was yesterday where, you know, I walked into the meeting and he was like, man, you're just young. You're as young as my kids. Right. You know, I can babysit you. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> now to the point, not to the point where now you know we're talking about growing up and how's the family, how's everything, uh, well, what's new, what's fine, and it's just for me, it's like you know our relationship has always been you know like a like a brother relationship. You know, I got like a big uh, older brother that I can talk to about anything. You know, because at the end of the day, man, we're grown men, we're on the field, and mm-hmm. uh, we're playing a sport that you know has a lot of grown guys around me, and you know, coming in at 20 years old, you know, he's kind of taking me under his wing. And pretty much uh, made me who I am today. So you you consider him a big brother, your coach. That's what you you would term your yeah. relationship with Tomlin. Yeah, he, he's definitely a, a player's coach, a guy that I can see that I can go to and talk about anything you know outside of football, like non football related. And you know he's been there and helped me along the way. Would you mind giving me an example? Like what 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 outside of football way has he shown you the way, or you asked him about? that you'd be willing to share with us? Uh, I think I think one of the biggest things that, you know, a lot of things that people deal with is, uh, you know, I, I would say that, like, outside of, like, you know, being able to try to make everyone, can't make everyone happy. You can't, well, you're not being able to please everyone. He, he told me, like, hey, just, you know, make sure that you are good first before you help others because if you're not good, uh, then you won't be able to provide what you want to provide. And also meeting people halfway, you know, uh, what that may be and whatever they may need uh, in that sense. And uh, making sure that, like, hey, man, like, take care of yourself. And once you can do that, then you can have all those around you. And, you know, there's a lot of other things I can't get into details, but uh, definitely a guy that I, you know, I can go to uh, for anything. And so. Let's talk about your offense here, Juju Smith-Schuster. Ben looks spry to me. He looks like he's lighter, Big Ben lighter. Would you agree with that coming into this year? Is he different? Does he look different to you? Yeah, I mean, this year, I mean, uh, it's just, I, I practice, you know, he's a lot of cardio. You know, even um, when we're not uh, we're not up and it's the defense is uh, practicing and we're, you know, we're on the sideline waiting, uh, Ben's on the sideline, you know, running, doing a lot of cardio. And, you know, uh, that's the thing that he's – that he's been doing, but doing it more often than I've seen. And I noticed that, and I can see that, you know, him running, you know, scrambling, making plays, like that's something that's like, okay, like he's, he's right for the season. So when he's not on the field with you guys doing drills, he's off on the side 
running wind sprints and stuff, like doing cardio in a way that he's never done before? Is what you're saying? Uh, uh, he, he's done it before, but yeah, he's actually done it. he's doing it more now, oh, now. Uh, that I've noticed, and uh, I, I would say that like he's getting into more shape. Okay, and uh, have you? What's a workout like with him uh, in the off season, like a uh, camp Big Ben, getting you guys all together? What's that one like? Uh, it's just normal. It's just honestly, it's just normal football. I mean, we go to the place, you know, we go to. Um, we're going to run this week, and okay. uh, during camp, it's like, you know, we just work on what we need to work on. Um, not necessarily, like, uh, lift with him or anything like that. Okay. It's just on the field stuff. Okay. Um, now, how good is Najee Harris going to be? How good can he be? Uh, I think he's going to be really good. I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of people are picking him up in the fantasy draft. Oh, yes. Uh, but to, to see for myself in person, like, he's, he's a legit player. Okay. Like, does he have? Who does he remind you of? Who's who? What type of skills does he have that you look at him? Man, I, 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 I mean, for me overall, I think he, he's, I think he's his own self. Okay. Uh, I got a two thirty plus, you know, in the backfield running uh, and having great hands. Uh, I think he'll be uh, great for our team. I, I think I've noticed too is that he's able to line up as a slot receiver and actually. You know, running around to make plays uh, in the slot and out of the backfield. So it, it's actually very interesting to see how this, how he's going to do this shit. Obviously, with our new online and everything, but I'm super excited. I, I can't wait to see him actually ball and actually put on, you know, playing the actual game this, uh, this week. So he's bigger than Lev Bell, right? He's bigger than him. Oh, definitely. Wow, <laughs> definitely bigger. <laughs> and he's coming out of the backfield kind of like Lev too, right? Like he's he's a little bit of both. Right, running. I would say, I would say, I would say a little bit more, but more so downhill. Uh, I think Red Bell is uh, way like kind of like pops around a little bit, kind of finds his hole and strikes. I think Najee's more like you know he'll find a hole, maybe hop around a little bit, but really likes to run downhill, like strike the field. So uh, definitely a guy who who can uh, do a little bit of both, but definitely running downhill first. Okay, let's talk about your program with Snickers. You're perfect for this. I mean, not only do you know how to talk and you can tell stories, but I mean, uh, you were 20 when you came in the league. So this is about rookie mistake of the year program. Fans during the NFL season share examples of their rookie mistakes they've made. And at the end of the season, a rookie mistake will be crowned the Snickers rookie mistake of the year, right? That's the way this is working? Juju? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for entry, Snickers... Uh, rookie mistake of the year. You not it does not have to be floor related. People think that it's all floor related, but yeah. it can be fans can submit the videos, image, and text of the rookie mistake for a chance to win. Uh, for example, uh, me leaving my dinner uh, at the stadium after the game and going home and not having food to eat after the game. That's a rookie mistake. Uh, uh, but like I said, you can submit a rookie mistake and then more fans can head to snickersrookiemistake.com and to follow along social by using hashtag Snickers Rookie Mistake. Oh. All the fans out there, good luck, and you can win two Super Bowl tickets in Los Angeles. There you go. Right. You could see the Steelers play who, right? Who are they playing? Yeah, we can see the Steelers play... Uh, you think? Cowboys. I know, man. There's so many great teams over there. Well, T- I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. No, my, my, my <laughs> social media grandmaster, TJ Jefferson, who, who are they playing? The Cowboys, obviously. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, he's a big Cowboy fan. You'll have to excuse him. <laughs> 
You'll have to excuse him. Cowboys fan. <laughs> That's his rookie mistake. So let me. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Let me. <laughs> so what was your rookie mistake again? Give me that one again. What what happened for you? Uh, my rookie mistake is uh, we get dinner after the game, and I always forget because I do interviews after the game, so I always forget to my dinner. I leave my dinner in my locker room, and I'm supposed to come back and get it, and I end up just going home and forgetting about like my dinner after the game. So now it's late at night. I don't have dinner, and gotta find something to eat. So and then and then you didn't like your you didn't lock your bike up, and things could just totally spin out of control <laughs> yeah. right there. Do you want to hear what my rookie mistake was? The first first day on the job is in television. I'll tell it to you real quick. This is a good one, Juju. I tell you. Okay, so I drove. A ha- I was in Redding, California. So you know, twelve hours north of where you went to uh, college, and so um, okay. so so way north. It's like closer to Oregon than than San Francisco. So it, everything's about a half an hour away from each other. So I drove. I was in Redding, California, and I drove a half an hour away to a town called Cottonwood where I was going to shoot uh, some video of a high school football playoff game. And then in between the two games, I would do a live stand-up, you know, and then I would go back and shoot the second game. And so it was time to shoot the, yeah. shoot the stand-up, and I went back to my car that uh, I drove out there with and uh, needed a battery for the recording machine that I had and thought mm-hmm. maybe I should take another tape while I did it too. And then I closed the trunk, and then I'm like, oh, my God. I locked the keys in the trunk of the no car. Way. Wait a minute. Gets worse. Gets worse. I, you know, people, I, I was trying to, like, jimmy it open. It was terrible. So very sweet people saw the new guy struggling, like, sweating as 100 degrees out. I'm in my sport coat trying to look good for my live shot. And they were trying to help the, you know, jack the car open but couldn't. And I'm like, just I, I, I just need to go grab my machine, my my uh, recording equipment, and at least shoot one play of this high school game. And I picked up the equipment, and the keys were right underneath it. <laughs> oh my god, that's 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 a, that's a really good one. That's such a rookie mistake. See, now the good thing for Snickers is I'm already going to the Super Bowl, so I'm not going <laughs> to submit because that would win. That would essentially that win the entire contest. You would, you would literally end the contest right now. You just so announced for the people. That's right. You just announced it today. It's over. Because <laughs> I was a total rookie moron. But that's what you know. You got you know. You're just not thinking straight. Pretty much. You know. I needed a Snickers. Is what I'm saying. At the time. <laughs> All right. Hey, before I let you go, you you. I'm sure you're hearing what people are saying about the Steelers. I'm sure you're hearing that, um, you know, the way that you guys finished last year, uh, you're not the same. Pouncey's gone, a lot's happening, and the people aren't believing in you. What do you say to people who say that about the Pittsburgh Steelers 2021, Juju Smith-Schuster? Oh, man, if you just keep doubting us, and we're going to prove you guys wrong, and let the pads and helmets speak for itself. Let the pads and the helmets speak for themselves. Okay. Because I'm sure you're hearing that, right? I mean, you're you're out there. You're on Twitter. You see all the stuff that people are saying. I see, right? I assume, or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't look at that kind of stuff, man. Uh, just I know I'm on social media a lot, but yeah. I'm not, not in that way. People are always going to talk. Um, you're always going to have doubters, and uh, in that sense, but it's just part of life. Okay. And then the number of people that are picking the team that you're playing this week to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. So already, you could basically stake your claim week one against the Buffalo Bills. Period, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. 
All right. I'll take that as a guarantee. Okay? Can you write that down, Chris? I'm taking that as a guarantee yeah. from Juju Smith-Houston. Yeah, yeah. That's another rookie mistake. It was fifth year. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Juju. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a nice day. Take care of yourself. That's Juju Smith-Schuster on behalf of the Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year contest and Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's a true story that happened to me in Redding, California, man. Yeah. What an idiot. It was funny, too, because I'm, you know, I'm from New York City. I'm trying to open Jimmy, open the trunk or just get in the car. And it was a news car, a, 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 a fleet of news cars, Ford Escorts that I'd never driven before in my entire life. I didn't know if there was a button that you could pop the trunk from inside. So I'm trying to get in. <laughs> and I asked any of these folks for a Slim Jim. You know what a Slim Jim is? Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah those little. Beef things that Macho Man Randy Savage. That's used what to. they thought. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like Slim a piece Jimmy. of uh, of metal that you stick in and you just yep. move and maneuver and then you pop the car That's door open. These folks thought like, why is this dude who's way overdressed for this 95 degree day here in Cottonwood, <laughs> California, at Central Valley High? Why is he asking for beef jerky? <laughs> My keys were right there the whole time. Snap to a Slim Jim, brother. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, I need your help. That's what we're here for, Rich. Rich, we're here for you, Because I'm shutting down the NFL Network studio. We're doing the last show from the place that NFL Network's been broadcasting from for almost 18 years Mm -hmm. in Culver City. We're shutting it down. And they're giving me carte blanche on how to shut it down. Oh, I got got to quit. On what to say. I mean, I can't, you know, I, I don't think I can clap and turn the lights off i might be able to do that but (laughs) later on i I do need that and then because tonight's show is going to be the game day morning preview later on i'm going to finish this show by telling you who i believe is playing in super bowl 56 okay i will give it to you to today let's do it i'm giving it tonight uh, I give uh, everybody a little preview right here i love it save the gold save the gold for here i mean come on we spend the gold here Let's take a break. We'll come back. Bomani Jones. And then your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. And the AFC North preview. All that's still to come right here on this program. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So the phrase act like you've been there before is something I always want to emulate. Act like you've been there before, right? That's the way you should always act. Sometimes. Of course. That's, the, that's my default. My default is if you are performing well and people don't expect you to, mm-hmm. act like you but Don't spike the football, right? Toss don't don't do that. It's... That said, I'm still from the Northeast. I'm still a, a native New Yorker. <laughs> of course. And if you come at me, <laughs> then sometimes you don't act like you've been there before. Sometimes you just you fire a dart in there. <laughs> and you'd be a little petty. Oh. Why not? Yeah, why not? Sometimes. It's been petty. a while. Like UCLA has not been there in a while. There, which is like, you know, beating an opponent like LSU coming into your building. Right. Or 2-0. But when the LSU coach comes into your building talking about your sissy blue shirts. Uh, that was a shot fired. Go Duggets. Then you could be a little petty. That was a shot fired. Did you see what the UCLA recruiting uh, uh, Twitter site did this week? Oh, I did not, no. Take a look. Hey, hey, break Break on your little sissy blue shirt. I mean, they, they they earned it, man. They were awesome. Go Bruins, G A U X. Love it. G E A G E A U X. Now, here's something that's well done, man. A little bit funny about Spike that video it. is LSU. After last time, when was the last time LSU won the national title? Like two years ago, yeah. Joe Burrow. They did that video. They made a TikTok video or an Instagram, whatever, yeah. to that song with the coach's wife in it, and that was the dance they were doing. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Song. That's right. Wow. So, I didn't see that yeah, until social right. media grand that's master right. T.J. Jefferson <laughs> giving a new layer of just how particularly petty that was. That's yeah, because I I reached Tom wow. levels of petty myself, Rich. So I appreciate when it, they that. come when you come at them like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they got to give it back. Yeah, I didn't know that part. That's why you. That's oh. why you keep me around. Well, one of the many reasons. <laughs> and did you do the UCLA? When did they switch to Jordan? That's awesome. Or they were Adidas, right? They were Under Armour for oh. a while, but now they're Jumpman. I didn't even know this. Well, thing. Chip Kelly's going to come from Oregon, and he's, he it. might have a Nike collection, a connection or two. I love it. He might, it's you awesome. know, from back in the day. <laughs> a good Bruins are back. It's a good chance he knows somebody's number. Hey, wow! I saw that Twitter. Post and I'm like, 
I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Well, I normally don't want to spike the football, but that one is particularly impressive. Yeah, you don't like that type yeah, of stuff. Except that. I like that. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our radio audience now, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. He's one of our favorite voices on the worldwide leader in sports. And we figured with the uh, NFL season coming up, and I was seeing his tweets during the college football weekend, and I'm like, let's get this man back on the program. He's Bomani Jones. How you doing, Bomani? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, your tweet about James Franklin made me laugh out loud. Literally, like an actual audible. I don't like saying the letters LOL, but you saying essentially that he's the all-time great, potentially, goat of winning games that the fan base once him fired in the middle <laughs> that Dude, one was it, great it always like it's not just man bad game for james franklin we got to fire this guy and i'm like hey man it wasn't that long ago that we didn't think y'all was gonna have a program at all they were trying to shut the doors on everything you guys have been to a rose bowl with him they stay ready to fire him <laughs> and yet yes that was one of those games in the middle of it where both teams were struggling offensively, and um, and Penn State comes out with the W in Wisconsin, where they're jumping around for the first time in over six hundred days. It really was impressive. But that tweet made me laugh. That was a good hey, one. Man. That was I a thought good you were going to say something about my observations about jump around. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the floor, Bomani. Go for it. No, it's just one of these things uh, when it comes to like dancing and stuff. White people got poor self esteem. Like, I think white people think that all black people can dance, and that's not true. Those of us who can't dance have been shamed as not dancing. I can tell you that firsthand. But in the end of 1991, Genesis put out this song called I Can't Dance, and I think that a lot of people leaned in. Like, you know what? You're right. I can't dance. So what? And then House of Pain, six months later, puts out Jump Around, and they're like, that's what we'll do. We will jump around. <laughs> and, and, and not only will we jump around, we will receive clear instructions on when to jump. And and it's, boom, you got an anthem, man. If that's like that's what people have been waiting on, just somebody to give them a little guidance. Get up, get up, and get down. That's, that's it. It's, it's really very simple. simple. Yeah, it's it's very simple. Pack it up, pack it in. The instructions are simple. You're right. It's easy to follow. Gosh, that is funny, man. And we were th- talking before the show that there's not many of the kids who are, in fact, jumping around knowing who and what and how old that song really is. They have no idea. Yeah. No, I mean, that can't be. Like, I was telling somebody that Jump Around is now 29 years old. So, like, if you heard Ohio State playing Hang On Sloopy in 1994, <laughs> that's what Jump Around is. Hang on, It's a similar uh, – anal- it's a great analogy. That's uh, Bamani <laughs> Jones here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Alabama looked like, um, you know – Alabama, and then the question is: Is is or is this over? Is this thing over already? Are we done? Are we done now? After just yeah, one, I don't weekend? know who or how. Like, who's going to sneak the win this year? Because if you're going to beat Alabama, you're typically going to sneak a win. And the one guy that could figure out how to sneak one was Malzahn, but he's not there anymore at Auburn. And I just can't. I never thought that a circumstance would come up where what Nick Saban would build first and foremost at Alabama was the new wide receiver. You. And they just roll off. They all look the same. Like, they're all built the same. They're all about six feet tall, just about. Devontae Smith was a little smaller for this, but they're all about, like, 190, 195. They're all strong, like, just tanks. 
And they're all always open. And they rolled off two or three of them last year. They can roll two or three more back in. It's just going to go like this every single year. Like, they just – there is no drop-off at any point with them. Well, did you see what Nick Saban said about uh, Mercer coming up this week? I did not. They said that they have a different type of offense. That's what he said. Hey, he's had trouble with that, though. They played one of those years where they had, like, an all-time great defense. I think it was 2012. They played Georgia Southern at the end of the year. Yes. And when ESPN would want to put up the statistics about how incredible Alabama's defense was, they always had to limit it to FBS competition because Georgia Southern gave them the blues with that triple option. And yeah. so they're going to win, but it is going to be – they're going to have some moments out there where they're just like, yo, man, what are we supposed to do with this? this it's a different kind of offensive team is the exact quote from Nick Saban, as Mercer is the one to take him on after they just pounded Miami. And, you know, I, I don't mean to be that way. Obviously, we're going to be excited about a college football season, and everybody always is, and it's great fun to watch. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. I know, Maybe Georgia. I mean, what Georgia just did to Clemson. And and they don't play each other till the SEC championship game, but we're assuming is going to already go down. You know, and yeah. it's and they're going to have to score some points though. Like Kirby going to have to figure out that playing Saban one is not going to beat Saban two point mm-hmm. And if they're not going to have an offense that's consistently scoring thirty forty points a game, I don't think they got enough offense to beat Alabama. Omani Jones here on the Rich Eisen show. What's the storyline for you? The NFL season twenty twenty one, two days away. Man, what do, you got, what do you got for me on that? That's I really, I am curious. Number one, honestly, how the Patriots are going to look with Mac Jones because he's one of these guys that I felt like is really hard to forecast because nothing he did in college looks special. Not that he was not good, but the things that jump off the screen for you about a great college player—that's not his game. It's like if it's going to work, it's just going to be that he's remarkably efficient, and it's hard to tell how well somebody's going to do there in that way. But if he is halfway decent. I mean, this is still Bill Belichick, right? Like, this is still the Patriots. They went and reloaded a bit and got some guys. Like, I want to see how they wind up looking. The other story is, for me, sticking with quarterbacks in that division, I was a Josh Allen skeptic, and I guess to a degree I remain a little bit of a Josh Allen skeptic. But if he plays even close to as well as he played last year, the rest of that squad is loaded they're right up there with the Chiefs in the AFC if he can maintain the level of play that we saw from last year. Well, at week five, in the same way that we're talking about, hey, it's all about who wins Georgia-Alabama from, you know, for, for a game that we are assuming will happen in December, we know week five it's Bills and Chiefs. And that'll be some sort of a back pocket tiebreaker for one of these teams, even in a 17-game season moving forward. And um, last year there was a whole – COVID hoo-ha based on uh, the Titans getting COVID and it messed with the Bills schedule and the Bills and Chiefs were were a reconfigured game that it didn't really feel like that was the one where the Chiefs ran it down the Bills throat. I think they, they ran the same running play like 90 times and just jammed it right down Buffalo's throat. I, I, I would proffer to say there could be a different result this year, but that's basically what a lot of people think the AFC shooting match could be for. Yeah, the fight. test to me about Buffalo is if you get some heat on Josh Allen because he panics, like that's the part that I question whether he can fix because panickers tend to panic forever. But if he reaches the point where when there is heat and he can just stand in there and make it happen, it's trouble for everybody. Well, Emmanuel Sanders could be that guy as well to be added to that mix. What do you think Bomani Jones of the Browns' chances 
in 2021 here? I mean, we all got the same problem, and it's that they're the Browns. Like, if, if, if <laughs> they're not that. the Browns, all of our answers feel completely different because it felt like we've been hoodwinked you know, just by the idea of the Browns before, it's like with me and the Falcons. You're not getting me to fall for that again. I don't care how many Pro Bowls. They got 53 Pro Bowlers. I'm not falling for this. I've seen this movie far too many times. Um, but I am of the belief that getting Odell Beckham back helps a lot and will make a good offense even better, an offense that really doesn't need to throw the ball very much and really should be relying on the run. And I think that's what they're going to keep doing in that Kubiak-type scheme um, that they run up there. That plus the defense they seem to have, like they should be right up Right up there. And I really feel like if they wore any other jersey, that's the way that we would talk about them. But it just don't feel right. Well, I mean, look, you're 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 spot on on every single thing that you just said right there. But it's a Baker Mayfield um world that we're living in for Cleveland. And and if he shows up better this year than his improved version last year, they could be very difficult to stop and Odell that was the part of the conversation last year that just didn't compute that teams better off without Odell he was doing his own thing sometimes running routes that weren't really there and Baker tried to force it in there and the minute he was gone things kind of opened up uh I, I don't I'm not gonna buy that I won't buy that because he's such a difference maker that o- Odell winning comeback player of the year to lead the Browns I don't know if that's pie in the sky stuff but I, I that would be something else that would be something else, Bomani. Yeah, I feel like the only people who are making those arguments about Odell Beckham are people who are mediocre themselves. Like, only mediocre people try to sit around and try to figure out how it is that this excellent person is actually bad for the larger operation. And I think that in media, because Beckham is so flashy, that we make assumptions about what it must be like to play with him. The guys that play with him love him. Like, it's not like he's one of these guys who doesn't work hard. He grinds. He's on it. Um, and if Mayfield can't figure out how to do this with Beckham out there, then the problem is ultimately on Mayfield. But I think that they're going to set up an offense that doesn't require Baker Mayfield to do very much. And if he doesn't have to do very much and just has to do those things well, I think that's something that he can pull off. You know, is the greatest teammate, one of the greatest teammates I've had is Dion. And when he first came into NFL Network, you heard, well, he's Dion, he's flashy, he's this, he's that. Everybody loves the guy. Playing. Working with them, I don't understand the way the flashiness comes to be. As if somebody is more is 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 an individual pounds a chest or something like that. I, I, I that, that suddenly you're you're viewed as is not as you pointed out uh, uh, an excellent part of the collective. I don't I don't get well, that one. Even if you get a guy like Terrell Owens, where the problem with Terrell Owens wasn't that everybody hated him, it's that some people hated him and the rest of the guys loved him, and then you had an issue. Like if everybody could get behind hating him it wouldn't be a problem, right? There wouldn't be anything that wound up being divisive, but a cat like him works so hard, and you know he's going to bring it every time. And I find, especially with football players, if they know you're going to bring it, they'll let a lot of stuff go. So um, the right time with Bomani Jones podcast, host and uh, commentator from ESPN, uh, Bomani Jones here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Who do you have as uh, your Super Bowl pick for this year? Who do you have for me? On that front. I think the Chiefs are going to win it all. I think the Chiefs would have won it last year if they hadn't just tried out like five fat dudes they got off the street to go block. Like, I'll never forget when I turned on the Super Bowl and they did the graphic with, you know, the offensive line starters for the Chiefs, and I saw Mike Remmerts at left tackle, and I didn't recognize who anybody else was. I was like, oh, my pick is wrong. My pick is very wrong. And my pick was dead wrong. Now they went and got Orlando Brown. Um, I think Trapper Joel, MD, is coming back from Canada up there, saving lives <laughs> through COVID and all of this. 
they'll be if they're better up front than they were last year. Then I don't think anybody's better than them. Who do they? Who do they? Who do they beat then? Who comes out of the NFC? I'm still leaning toward Tampa Bay on that one. They just have so many guys. It's I don't look. I tried to get out in front on the Tom Brady is falling off thing in 2014, and all they did was win a Super Bowl. So I'm never doing that again, and nobody else is doing that again. I'm just saying we just can't keep expecting the 44-year-old guy, however old he is now, to keep being as good as he was last year. And for a lot of the postseason last year, he was not good. He was not good um, against the Saints. He was not good in a couple of those other games. Like he, He still is Tom Brady, but he is not like 2007 Tom Brady or anything like that. And so to keep asking that guy to produce on a level that is to win a Super Bowl, if he can do it, it's amazing. He might not be able to do it this year. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying every year might be the year, and I've been saying that for seven years. Who's the team that could uh, prevent him then from getting back? Oh, if I look over there, I mean – Aaron Rodgers does still play for the Packers. Like, yes, he might does. not be happy about it, but he is still over there. And if he can, you know, if they look anything like they did last year, I think they got a chance. I agree. What about the uh, Cowboys, though? What about them? Oh, it'll be fun. <laughs> it'll be fun. Like, how much defense is Dan Quinn going to bring? Because Mike Nolan with them was just absolutely dreadful, particularly early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's too much to worry about with Prescott in the ankle because that was a broken bone and not a ligament situation. And so I think he comes back okay. I think they're going to be able to put up points. If they have a competent defense, then they'll win the East and they'll be a team that has a chance to beat everybody. If they have a good to very good defense, then they have a chance to, to win the NFC. Not that they will, but they have a legitimate chance. Well, Monty Jones, I love your uh, opinionating and the way that you put it into uh – into uh, words. It really is terrific. You're uh, you're one of one, sir, and I'd love to have you back on whenever you wish. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I'm here for you. Right back at you. The right time with Bomani Jones Podcast. Bomani Jones here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, the way that he said that anybody who rags on somebody like Odell is mediocre themselves and they're always going to tear down somebody who's, what What was the words that he used? Was not uh, part of the success of the collective or something, something like, like that? I just love that. <laughs> I I agree with that. And then statement. the way that he broke down jump around is truly uh, maybe my highlight of the day. <laughs> Nailed it. I came to get down. I came All to right, get your down. phone calls, the AFC North and uh, and more uh, coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Who wins the AFC North? Who do you have? Is it last year's champs, the Steelers? Probably not. So who is it coming up? Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc. 
part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. When did you first know that you were part of something that was huge and becoming big? When did you first know that, Chris? The, well, the, the, the easy answer, which I'll give second, would be when we got the NFL. But but we knew, so that would be 87, right? I'll give the back part of it. Right. 1987, when Pete Rozon, one of the most intelligent people we'll ever know, and for whatever reason he liked me, but which is not the reason he did this deal. I mean, let's not overstate Chris Perman, eight years into ESPN, but when Pete Rozelle said, you know what, we're going to put eight games after the World Series, Sunday night football on, and he and Steve Bornstein invented this little show called Primetime with, with me in mind. You know, mm-hmm. I, we're going to throw the ball, and i got a guy to throw it. And that was me. Um, so that was when we got the NFL, then you knew, not, here we go. Like, we're going straight up. Yes. But I, I'll give you one that I... This is, will seem an odd answer, and I haven't said this. I haven't thought of this until you asked me this question. So it's all incremental, like, ooh, you know, he went out to eat in California on a vacation, and because I did the late show, well, what does the Swami want to drink? You know, in 1981, like, what? I mean, but that's more incremental. 1983, you will laugh, the America's Cup race that we lost off Newport, the seventh race. Mm-hmm. The, the wing keeled, land down under. Okay, sailboat racing, right? Right. But it was like a Tuesday afternoon. Don't quote me on that. And one of the Providence stations had a helicopter that they were televising in Rhode Island and some sort of commentary. And we picked up the feed at 2 o'clock when it was on, the big seventh race of Australia against the United States. A sailboat race, 2 in the afternoon, I, I want to say a Tuesday with no, we didn't tell anybody. I think they arranged it at 145, yeah. you know, typical. The rating we got, or, or the amount of people that saw this, who just took, well, if it's on, it'll be there. But that's 1983. We only started in 79, Rich. So a sailboat race in the middle of a day, yeah. of a week, and people were looking for us. Because if they don't have it, nobody will. Right. And so this isn't what, oh, now I know we're going to be big time. Mm-hmm. But this is what I knew, that people knew who we were, what we stood for, and what potentially we could give them, even without any promotion. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that one in a long time. I would so not have you guessed. dug it out of me. There we okay. go. I like what it. What an I, interviewer, man. I got Just it. Just don't I, make me cry on the set. I, <laughs> I feel like Roy, now, now that's the Roy Firestone in me right here. Well, that's right. Yeah, well, there you go. The great Schwamm. 42nd anniversary of ESPN today. All of our interviews from the past seven years. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Please check it out and subscribe. Be of the 291,000 in building who subscribe. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's take some phone calls. Uh, Patrick in Brooklyn, New York, has been hanging on for a while. What's up, Patrick? Hey, how's it going? What's going on? Not much, man. This is Dow Jackson, like yourself. Okay. All right. How you feeling? You fired up? Not good. No, Why? not at all. Why? I, I like Dak Wilson, though. I like Dak Wilson a lot. So what do you, what's going on? What's, uh, what, let's turn that frown upside down, Patrick. What's going on? I, I saw your elation for uh, for what Tony Romo said, and I, I, I feel that because, like, 
But he did the same thing for Sam Donald, right? And Joe Douglas made no attempt to to improve the team around Sam Donald. Well, it's because I think and like let me, so. Let me let me stop you right there because I think I think okay. this will help. Um, Sam Donald was drafted by the administration before Joe Douglas. Okay, correct. And when Joe Douglas arrived, his coach Adam Gase was the one who had just drafted was allowed to draft. He was allowed to be in the draft room and be part of the previous administration who drafted before this guy arrived. So the last two years, technically, is Joe Douglas's years. And as we all know, that was uh, midway through Sam Darnold. And I think, as you know, uh, as much as I love the Prez and Jamal Adams, um, sending him to Seattle for uh, a couple of first rounders and let him go there where they're ready to win with him right now and pay somebody at that position uh, from the back end in and utilize them in a way is better for Seattle than it would have worked for the Jets in rebuilding. What they have done with that left side of that offensive line for mm, Zach I Wilson, I, I think this is a different, and it's a different coach. So don't throw Joe Douglas out with, you know, the previous, the you know, the McCagnan Bradway um, you know, Adam Gase draft or, or you know, dr- bathwater. Just don't do it. Gotcha. Don't do it. And let's right. let's well, band together. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, even seven Who's and ten. Right? Even in seven and ten. You know what I mean? Like, let's go, Patrick. <laughs> no, you 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 think that's a possibility? Seven and ten. Uh, um, what did I say then? I do think so. I think this kid. Pop the schedule. Hopkins. Let's pop the schedule out. The I've schedule. got it right here. Like, please, please look at the schedule, and I don't, I don't, I don't understand how seven wins could be accumulated. Like Zach Wilson is a is a, is a, a short talent. I'm not going to say sure, but I think Zach Wilson is a good talent. Hey, but uh, we have to play defense too. No, I know that, and they, you've got a coach that I think is is putting something down, and I I. I think there's some winnable games for the Jets on this schedule. You've got a game, but we don't know who who's going to be good or bad just yet. We really true, don't true know indeed, that yet. True indeed. And that true includes indeed. your that includes your New York Jets. Well, we know Houston's going to be bad. Well, I, we're I don't know about and that. So that's one. No, I went high register on them. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Thanks for the call. Let's come on now. Let's call back. Let's let's keep on banding together. <laughs> talking playoffs or what? No, we're not talking playoffs. <laughs> We're not. Although last year, that was the guy who called that in about the, the Giants. Yeah. We talked in playoffs. So what? We yeah, laughed. We, we laughed him back. out. And and they had a shot. Maybe a shot. Yeah, they did. Because yeah. the division was. I know, understand that, but flaming it's still dog it's still, it's still their neighborhood. That was the neighborhood they were living in. Location, location, location. It's true. Let's talk AFC North, folks. Every single day for the past uh, week plus now, we've been previewing and. Uh, uh, a division in the National Football League, and we have arrived at the AFC North. Mike Del Tufo, if you don't mind, give me a little bit of NFL Films Finest so we can get a little bit of uh, the spirit. Last year, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers, the lone remaining undefeated team in the 2020 season, and then it all went right downhill after that. They're the shrug emoji team of the 2021 campaign in the AFC. Don't know. Don't know. I'm concerned right now that T.J. Watt is in some form of a uh, contract dispute. Ben looked terrific in the preseason. He looked spry. We had Juju Smith-Schuster earlier on say that he's running cardio. Like, Big Ben and the word cardio, they don't go in the same sentence. They're not in the same paragraph, usually. Like, usually, you know, 
there's there's you know there's car there's like a car yeah there's a car right somebody might be speaking Spanish near him and Dio you know I mean <laughs> not together so I'm I, I'm just gonna reserve and I think Najee Harris is really special so I'm gonna re- reserve judgment right now you're asking me who's winning the AFC North and I don't care what uniform they're wearing or what color it is <laughs> they have the best team that finished strong last year. And then could have made the AFC Championship game if a couple things broke their way in Kansas City. They've got the run game. They've got the defensive player of the year candidate. They've got defensive players all over the map. They had a really good draft that I believe in. They've got Odell coming back. They've got a line. They've got Chubb. They've got Baker Mayfield. You put them in a Patriot uniform, and we're talking about a Super Bowl for them. Just because they're wearing Browns uniforms, we're thinking maybe not. They've got the reigning coach of the year. I say, why not? I say the Browns win the division this year, and the Ravens finish second because they've always got the team that we think is not very good, and they do better. It's kind of that's that simple, and I believe in John Harbaugh. I believe in Tomlin, too, but I just need to see a few things right now than, than to put my eggs in them for the second-place basket. And the Bengals are just, you know, one of those teams that we're just not talking about at all, which should be interesting and of, of interest, and you'll have some fantasy players on it, but they finished last. That's my AFC North preview for 2021. Chris, who do you have? Yeah, Rich, I'm with you with Cleveland. They're a really good team. I think they're probably the third best team in the AFC. So they still have a ways to go before they make that leap to get in the Buffalo and the Kansas City kind of range. But I like them to win this division. I like them to make the playoffs. I do, however, think that this division only gets one playoff team. I like Pittsburgh second. I like Baltimore third. But they're going to finish in that 8-9, 9-8 range. And I don't know if that's enough to get them into the playoffs in the AFC. Cincinnati, like you said, uh, they've got a low predicted win total in Las Vegas. And I don't even know if they're going to get to the six or six and a half that they think. Um, They're a shrug emoji team as well with Joe Burrow coming back from injury. So I like Cleveland, but I only like one playoff team and it's the Browns. What do you got, TJ? I think I'm pretty much right with you on this one, Rich. Um, Got the Bengals coming in the four. I think the good thing is I think every one of these teams is going to win about seven games this season. So that's a lot of for for a Bengals team yeah, that was sitting there right in uh, fifth I kinda, overall. I kind of so. believe in Joe Burrow a little bit. Man. So do I. Um, I. I do too. So I got the Bengals at four. I'm like you, right? The Steelers are a shrug emoji team. I got them at three, but I wouldn't be surprised if they finish one. I don't know. What's going on here? I think right. all these teams are really good. So who do you have winning the division? So I've got the Steelers at three. I've got the Browns at two. And i got the Ravens. the Ravens oh, at one. Okay. Coming in at one. Yeah. So just, you're saying it's kind of like me and it's the back yeah. half of it. Yeah. So you like the Ravens to win the division. You know, I be honest, I switched my I switched this up five minutes before we went there. At first I had the Browns and then Bomani got in my head about the Browns. And I was like, wait a minute. He's kind of right. Like, <laughs> I got to see them do it again. So I flipped the Ravens. But if the Steelers won the North, I wouldn't be surprised by that. But right now, that's what I got. Mikey D? DJ Mikey I'm taking D? the Steelers to win it. Whoa! Okay. I believe they're back. And I'm not a Browns person. I don't think that they're... I think they were kind of like a little bit of a one-hit wonder. You like the so Steelers to win I like the Steelers. Win. I like the Ravens. Hey, let Browns, me just tell you. And then T- Bengals. TJ Watt is a defensive player of the year candidate if he's playing and he's not holding in and all of that sort of stuff. You know, I, I, love Joe, I love Joe Hayden. I love the back end of the defense uh, with him the there. Leap, I mean, there's many, there's many ways that you can massage this to say the Steelers are going to win the division, but I still think it's the Browns. I am not going to sit here and say it's the Browns, bringing the Browns. They're always going to be the Browns. That's over. How does that sound? 
I say that I, de- I declare that over. It's just anybody. The Browns are just going to be the Browns. Is a new another way for people to say I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. Ah, that's it. Oof. That's the way I'm putting it. Whether you think he's was never worthy of the first overall pick, or you think he's too brash, or he's wearing his hat a certain way, or all that stupid stuff, dancing and all that crap, yeah, too many commercials. Or, 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 the way I look at it was previously too many turnovers, too many, mm-hmm. and he had the wrong guy who drafted him, and he had the wrong guy who then took over for that guy. Mm-hmm. Then he got the right guy, and we saw what happened last year. And he's got the right defense, and he's got the right running game, and he's got the right protection scheme. It's all right. They've got it right. And the draft is supposedly deep, and we'll see how the rookies go. Cleveland, I think it's your time in the division. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your calls. When we come back, we have a bit of a conundrum. How do I close out an NFL Network studio? It's coming up. (laughs) Rich, another thing about the Browns' defense, they added Clowney. That's right. Yeah. They added Clowney. Garrett on one side, Clowney on the other side. I mean, come on. I think that division's wide open, man. You know what I'm saying about, like, if it's the Patriots, if this was, like, if. Yeah, if, no, if, you're right. If you put a logo yeah. on the side of their helmet, give me any logo, right? Yeah. Other than just an empty orange helmet. <laughs> With a brown stripe. No, I feel you. They're a good team, man. They're a good team. But a lot of people can't get over that fact. Like, oh, Brown's going to Browns, you know? A lot of people like their picks, man. Their corner from Northwestern, Greg Newsom. Uh, Owusu Karamoa of Notre Dame. A lot of people love that kid. They think he's going to be great, like rookie of the year type material. And what if it is? What if it is? Then they're the, they're the best team in their division. Oh, baby. This gives me an idea. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> Dude, seriously, I'm, I'm like, my brain is in so many different ways. I believe it. Right now, uh, I, I, I'm literally right. Well, stuff you and down. I are locked. I think they're going to win the division. I just don't. I think the other teams are just going to be, you know, kind of average. Okay. When do I do top week one games? Do I do that Friday? Do I do that tomorrow? Top week one games. Let's do it Friday. Because... Well, f- Friday's the, 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 the games that are lower than the marquee, that less on the marquee. Right. Oh, so you want to do it tomorrow? Yeah, I think I'll do it tomorrow. Okay. Because in, th- in know, Thursday. Shaq's on tomorrow. Oh, nice. You got Shaq. Nice. Shaq Cowboys fan, right? Uh, I mean, technically. We'll see. <laughs> Everybody's a Cowboy fan until they're not. Because <laughs> we're going to do our... Am I ever going to reach that point? You're doing your no. Super Bowl pick today. We're going to do ours, the three of us, on, thir- th- on Thursday. Okay. We're Rich, can I offer a suggestion how to close the studio? Well, so, well hold we're on to it. it. We're, we're, we're going to make a little bit more hay of it than the next oh, okay. 40 well, seconds. Gotcha. Come on now. That's not well, I mean, I knew you were, but I didn't want to interrupt you as you were already, you know. I'll be there. In your mode. I'll be there for you. <laughs> I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. So uh, next hour, we've got uh, our friend uh, Stephen Amell yep. coming on this program. We talk a little wrestling. Yeah. Little heels. Heels. Stars. Okay. Would you be a heel or a face? Uh, you know, I started off as a face. Yeah. Uh, the YouTube comments have now pushed me to a heel. All right, very so good. That's it. <laughs> wow. TJ I mean, Jefferson. I'm, I'm definitely a heel. TJ, you can be a heel. We can tag team. I'm kind of like Don't a tweener. Don't iron of the faces. You guys are We're the faces. faces. <laughs> We're the faces. All right, we'll be back. Hour number three coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Call us.